What is up? My name is Kevin Wu and I'm an online fitness coach who helps men in their 20s lose weight and get abs for the first time through mindset, nutrition, and training. That's enough about me. Let's get right into today's episode. Hey, what's going on? Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Live to Inspire podcast. Today, I talk about five weight loss myths. Now, you probably heard about these tips before, but these are all false. So I'm explain why. So listen up. Woo! What is going on, you beautiful? Welcome to the Live to Inspire podcast. So today, we're going to talk about five weight loss tips that you've probably heard of. Now, with these tips themselves, these are actually myths. So, excuse me, they're actually myths. They're not actually true. Now, I actually used to believe in pretty much most of these, except like one of them itself. And yeah, these these absolutely miss. So, number one, just diving straight into it is gonna be if it's good, spit it out. Like I personally used to hate all my meals I ate, and it took me literally like half an hour to eat each one of them. But now they actually take me like five minutes to eat them. Now I think that's really big because a lot of people think like weight loss, especially like it can't taste good. Like the foods can't taste good. And if it tastes good, then it's not like good for you or it's not going to really make you lose weight as too many calories. But that's not true. And especially when you cut down more and more, I promise you um, itself, like when you get to a certain point, like all foods pretty much taste like way better. Like, for example, when I was bulking, trying to put on some weight itself, I hated, hated protein oatmeal. Like I hated it. Like I didn't know why people ate it. And now it's like pretty much, well, I don't eat every day. I recently switched it out but like i absolutely hated it like i was like why do people eat this stuff and when i started cutting and then i tried it again i'm like oh my god like this is this is amazing this is like this is like candy this is like what i've been missing so it's pretty funny how our taste buds changed in that aspect like fruits taste like a million times better when you're cutting down and especially as you kind of get really leaner and leaner right but all foods generally taste better the leaner you do get um, now I'm probably saying that's like at a certain point of leanness where food starts to taste kind of better. Uh, if you guys are really gaining weight right now or in like a higher body fat percentage state, you'll probably think that, well, like, you know, some healthier foods like are nowhere, nowhere near that regular taste. Like even for like diet soda, regular soda, I cannot stand regular soda. Like before I used to love regular soda and I tried diet soda. I'm like, Oh my God, how do people drink this diet soda stuff. And then I remember just one time, uh, I think I was doing my cut, my first cut. I tried diet soda again. Like all I drink was water before and like BCAs. Uh, BCAs are not great, just like flavored water. And I love flavored water. <laughs> so I was paying that extra buck for flavored water. But that being said, so, well, I don't, I don't, I don't, wait, what did I just say? All right, so yeah, if it's good, spit it out. That's absolutely false itself. Um, foods can taste absolutely amazing if they're good, if they're healthy too as well. They don't have to just taste bad and boring. Like I believe in that so much before I had like no spices, no sauces, anything like that. Meals, it was literally just pure blank chicken breast from frozen. <laughs> I threw in the oven, I'd put like 10 at a time and just cook them and eat them for the week. And I hate it. It took me half an hour to each meal. And yeah, so foods can taste absolutely amazing and they will taste better too as well when you get really lean. Because your taste buds do change. It's pretty crazy. Now, number two is sodium bat is bad for you and you'll gain weight. So going back to the last one itself, for like the first two years, 
of my weightlifting kind of journey and meal prepping, trying to gain some mass because I was a really skinny kid. I didn't use any seasoning or sauce for two straight years. And you can imagine how terrible that was for taste-wise and how bland my chicken was and how much I did not want to eat, right? That's why it took me so long to actually get down my food. But sodium is actually needed. Like more salt is needed, especially if you work out a lot because you want to stay hydrated. And if you're slightly dehydrated, it'll affect your work performance and your work performance is going to affect the results, right? How much muscle you could potentially put on if that's your case or how much muscle you could keep or possibly put on if you're cutting down, depending on how new you are, what situation you are, if you're overweight or not. So losing fat and gaining muscle is a possibility in some situations. So number three is don't eat after like 7 p.m. or don't eat after 8 p.m. If you ever heard this itself, just no, just stop. Like your body doesn't just shut off after like 7 p.m. and is like, oh, I'm going to store all this as fat now. Like your body's not like an on and off switch itself. Now, when you're sleeping, it's a little bit more like that, but it's not exactly an off switch. It's still working to repair itself. And that's where the hormone productions really come in. And that's how, um, you know, your testosterone is more generated, your health growth hormones more generated, uh, your ghrelin and how the other hormones and also your muscles are kind of recovering that process when you're sleeping more so. So your body doesn't just shut off after 7 p.m. in terms of your digestive system. And it's like, oh, okay, it's after seven, boys. We can't, we can't eat. We can't, otherwise we're going to store it all as fat. That's not how it works, right? Your body burns calories pretty much 24 sevens, even when you are resting. It is in calories itself up to a certain extent, not as much, obviously, because you're generally not moving, right, when you sleep. So unless you're sleepwalking, which is a little different story. So don't eat after 7 p.m. is like an absolute myth, right? Uh, you guys probably heard that one, though, and I don't even know where it came from. <laughs> but the thing is, if you eat like a big meal and you just sit down, Actually, this might come from that. It's not that great. Like generally, if you, especially a big meal with carbs itself, you generally want to go for like a 10-minute walk or like that's what I do personally. Uh, even like my treadmill, if it's like it's gleaming right outside now, uh, just do a little bit of walking itself to help with digestion. It really, really does help on that aspect to digest the food. And he will feel better too as well. You know, be as bloated, helps some nutrients assimilation, right? So that might be coming from that one. So if you can just eat a big meal and just go, the worst thing you do is just fall asleep right after eating a big meal. There's, like That's the worst thing you probably do. And especially if it's like a really, really big meal, you fast all day and just go crash right away. That's probably the worst thing you do. So, uh, but that doesn't mean that calories in and calories out doesn't kind of apply. So if you're, you know, you call it deficit goal as like 2000 and you eat at 2000, you'd still lose the weight. But the next following day, depending on what times you normally weigh in too as well, what times you normally eat, it might affect that one because if you just slam in all the food before bed, but if you do that every single day and you wake up in the morning, you weigh yourself, then it wouldn't affect that. But if it's a different kind of day itself, like you normally never eat past, I don't know, like 6 p.m. or something that you slam it all before bed at 10 p.m., like all your calories. And generally the next day you would wake up heavier, right? One, you're not moving as much, uh, but two, that time to digest. And like I mentioned, movement helps digest too as well. And the extra level of water weight you probably do carrying because if you just ate at 6 p.m. regularly, you'd probably excrete a little bit more before you kind of head to bed usually. Um, and also digest the food better. So like I mentioned, movement burns calories and movement helps digestion. So hopefully that makes sense. Now, number four is belly fat workouts. Oh, my God. I see these everywhere. I see these everywhere. Instagram, TikTok, 
YouTube and I get it, right? I get these like belly fat workouts. They're super popular. Most of them are just like some little circuit, especially at the home ones. And they're better than nothing, right? Hands down, agree. Any movement is usually better than no movement. And our society itself is very sanitary, needs to move more. That's why we have an obesity problem, especially in America, right? So, but if you think these are going to just like spot reduce your fat and just burn off about your belly fat, then no, no, just no. Because if that was the case, we'd all have six packs right now. We'd all have six packs. Because I guarantee you, if everyone in a room itself were offered, like you say, to have a six pack or have like a beer gut, I guarantee, and like, let's just say you don't have to like do anything. Like you don't have to maintain it. You just eat whatever you're eating right now still and have the same lifestyle and everything. Like that. You don't have to give up like, I don't know, eating your or drinking your beers and all that stuff for the rest of your life, but you could have a six pack of you got everyone would have the six pack, assuming that they don't have to give up anything. Now, another problem is obviously that's not reality, but in that case is pretty much, we don't have six packs. You all want to be lean, right? In that aspect, but obviously sacrificing is another thing in terms of other aspects. I don't really like to call it sacrificing, but in reality, when you type in the word sacrifice and look at the definition, it pretty much kind of matches up or so. I'd rather call it priorities. <laughs> All right. Last but not least is your special drinks. This is a big trend right now too as well. On TikTok is like, drink this and you'll burn belly fats, right? Or drink this and you'll see your belly fat, your belly go away in six weeks, right? And it's absolutely retarded, right? Most of your things are like, I don't know, cinnamon with lukewarm honey, maybe with some apple cider or something. That's all fasted first thing in the morning or some teas, like fit teas and shit. Like, oh my God, these things piss me off. So... Uh, they might do stuff to a certain extent in terms of maybe lowering your blood sugar levels, make you feel less like you have an appetite or just improving digestion or just a little bit, but they're not going to burn your fucking belly fat. They're not going to burn your belly fat. And that's what really pissed me off in terms of that aspect because people think it generally really burn the belly fat. So some of those things that they lead, might lead to maybe like a lower appetite um itself and causing you to eat less could lead to that burned belly fat but uh just drinking that alone like with those drinks won't do that and that's what the general misconception seems to be so don't fall into that victim and now apple cider is really good actually i personally drink it every single day fasted it does help lower the blood sugar levels itself improve your digestive kind of health and personally i have to take a shit like literally 30 minutes after every single time I drink it, so it's really helping my digestion. And there's a lot of other benefits too, as well. So I take it, but it's not gonna just strictly just burn my belly fat and make it go away. So with that being said, hopefully you guys enjoyed this podcast episode and take care. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Live to Inspire podcast, the number one podcast for men in the 20s trying to lose weight and get abs the first time. My mission is to inspire others to be the best version of themselves through fitness. So, if you guys are tuning into this episode and want to lose weight and get your abs showing for the very first time, then DM me the words abs on Instagram at KevinWu underscore. That is K-E-V-I-N-W-U-W-U underscore. And we'll have a chat whether or not I can help you out lose that weight to get your abs showing for the first time. That is the ending of today's episode of the Live to Inspire podcast. If you learned something today, then make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss out on an episode. Also, if you leave a written review on this podcast, that'd be greatly appreciated because that pushes this podcast to more people just like you.